is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for those who are joining us live or right where you are. Thank you so for you today to join us here in person as we come to worship our resurrected Son of God, Jesus Christ, on today. And we want to encourage you to feel welcome in this space and in this time and worship with us a little something like this. We want to tell Thank you. 
Resurrection Sunday. Amen. Good to see you out there this morning. You know, the the, the tomb is empty. Oh, uh, y'all didn't hear me. <laughs> I said the tomb is empty. <laughs> so he has risen from the dead. Death could not contain him, could not hold him. Oh, y'all need to shot. Somebody should have shot him right there. We serve a risen Lord and Savior. If he was dead, he wouldn't be our Lord and Savior. You know, the Bible says, somebody said, oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. You are a child of man, right? Uh, calling. They ain't with me this morning, Pastor. All right, I'm, I'm going to go on. They don't, they don't feel like crazy today. Amen, amen. The scripture reading will come from the gospel according to John, chapter 20. The gospel according to John, chapter 20. If you're able to stand in honor of God's word, you may do so. The gospel according to John, chapter 20. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. The gospel according to John, chapter 20. Amen. And it reads, early on Sunday morning. While it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loves. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running. But the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there. But he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and what? You with me. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she stooped and looked in. She saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head, the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord, she replied, and I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and 
saw someone standing there. It was Jesus. But she didn't recognize him. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? She thought he was the gardener. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Mary, Jesus said, she turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which is Hebrew for a teacher, don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. Amen. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. There is none like you. Lord, we just come this morning to give you praise, to give you thanks, Heavenly Father. We have come, Heavenly Father, on this time we celebrate as Resurrection Sunday, Heavenly Father, to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord. Lord, I'm asking you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch from side to side, Heavenly Father, from front to back, Lord. Touch our minds, our bodies, and our spirits, Heavenly Father, that right now we would just forget about our own worries and forget about our own situations that we are going through and just concentrate on you and, and what you have done for us, Heavenly Father. Father, we give you glory, Father. We give you thanks for what you have done for all mankind, Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are our Lord and our Savior. There is no other name under heaven whereby man must be saved but the name of Jesus. Lord, we just come thanking you this morning, Heavenly Father. Father, we thank you for every song that will be sung. Lord, we thank you for every prayer that will be prayed. Lord, we thank you for the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going to go forth, Lord. Bless that it changes us from the inside out. Lord, I'm asking you to really please renew our minds, our hearts, and our bodies, Lord, that we will be able to focus on the ultimate sacrifice that you made for us. Father, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, Lord. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen, church. Amen. Thank you. 
by the piano. The ministry is going to do something with the children downstairs, so be like your children. If they would like to be excused, amen. Uh, they can go to the door to uh, my right, your left, right here by our piano, and they head down to our fellowship hall. 
where they will work together. Amen. We praise God for the children in the house. Amen. As they are being escorted down, amen, amen. If the choir can just begin to sing the anthem, amen. And get the opportunity for some, some of the parents that went down, maybe they come back up, amen, uh, with the children, amen. The choir can continue to minister to us, amen, that he has rose from the pit. Well, well. Thank you for your power, your love, and your grace towards us. Help us, Lord, in this moment of time, this preaching word, that we might see Jesus, him crucified, him resurrected, him seated at the right hand in majesty. Lord, we pray that we'll have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Use this vessel, Lord, I pray that it be all of you and none of me. Jesus Christ and Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 As we are in the gospel according to John, this 21st, excuse me, the 20th chapter, we're looking at verse 1 through verse 18 as Pastor Price already read on this time of worship and prayer. Notice in the first verse, it tells us early on the first day of the week or early Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Madeline came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. What we want to talk about today is that the tomb is empty. We celebrated Passion Week and we counted the cause of his pain and his suffering that he endured so that we might have life and have life more abundantly. We understand that Jesus is fully man and fully God, 
who did suffer for our sake. They, they did nail him to the cross. But, but, you know, before they nailed him to the cross, which you all know, you know, all that uh, from that day to that noonday, he was marched from judgment hall to judgment hall. They took him to the high priest's house and falsely accused him, spat on him and smacked him and hit him. And then they took him to the uh, pilot and pilot then took him and said, hey, I, I don't want to do anything with him. And they gave him to the soldiers. They beat him and whipped him and say, hey, would you all want to let Barabbas go or do you want him go? They said, let Barabbas go. And if you don't know Barabbas, he was convicted of his crimes. He is guilty of his crimes. But Jesus had done no sin. They said, crucify him. They killed him. And when they killed him, it says the rich man, Armathia, took his, his body to his tomb. And Mary followed along, according to Matthew's gospel, and knew exactly where he was. So she was not mistaken. And to the tomb that she went to, they found that his body was not there. She was not mistaken of where she was going. She went to the right place, but did not understand fully what must be done. That he had arise from the grave. She left early, possibly go there to weep at his tomb. If you recall, Jesus in the 11th chapter, when he went and raised Lazarus from the dead, and they said when Mary left, they thought she went to go weep at his tomb. And mourning, so she probably possibly come to weep and mourn some more that her precious Jesus, her master, is dead. But yet she goes there thinking that everything has been lost, everything has been broken, everything has been taken away, but yet she's about to discover that hope is here. Can you tell your neighbor hope is here? When you understand that. God is always in control. No matter what we're going through, hope is here. Notice how the text sets the context for us that the stone has been moved. Again, John 11 chapter, there went to the, when Jesus went to the grave, he asked him to move the stone. <laughs> but the stone now has already been moved. I want you to grab closely the parallels here about the extraordinary circumstances of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Mary Madeline reports this information uh, to Simon Peter. Peter and the beloved disciple, y'all see that in the text, the beloved disciple is also to believe the writer of this gospel, which you know to be the name of John. And John, the beloved disciple, is running with Peter and outruns Peter, but he does not go in. He just stays at the stop and says, yes, it's, it's opened up. Peter goes in, they notice the linen. Here's another thing about noticing of the linen. The linen basically is in a safe situation knowing that if they stole the body, the linen would not be there. If they stole the body, they would have took everything not to get caught. But then also they noticed how the head covering and the body was still there. When Lazarus was resurrected, they said, take off his head cloak and the bounding cloak, letting know that possibly Jesus, when he ascended, he was able to go through. Y'all don't hear me. Go through the stuff that had him bound up there to let you know that he was free from the limitations of this world. Mm. And so we're seeing here that there's something miraculous happening here, that how can this head cloth and the body cloth be right here as where he was laid and, and are gone, but yet they did not fully understand. Verse 6 and 7 says, when Simon Peter arrived and went inside, he also noticed the linen wrappings lying there while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up 
and lying apart from the other rabbits. John does not fully grab in what's going on as he stooped and looked and saw what was going on him. We're seeing that, man, something happened here, but we don't fully understand. But notice that they believed. They believed. What I want to encourage us that we may not fully understand how he rose again, but we can believe that he rose again. We don't have to fully understand everything to know that God is God. We understand that God knows everything. Since God knows everything, you don't need to know. I was at a few more witnesses here. <laughs> when we know that God has all power, you don't need all the power. All you got to know is I know the one that has all power. I, I know the one that knows all things. We like to sing, I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know who holds tomorrow. We thank God that he is the beginning and he's the end. He's the first, he's the last. He's the alpha and the omega. And the Hebrews writer is that he is still writing our story. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So I may not know how it's going to end, but y'all know if I'm with Jesus, it ends well. They're not fully understanding what has happened. They reached the tomb and they didn't understand that Jesus, verse 9, y'all see the therefore, they still did not understand that Jesus had arise from the dead. Jesus appears to Mary, Magdalene, who still does not understand either. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. Remember, she went there to weep, now she already in full weep, full weep mode. She stooped and looked in, she saw the two white robed angels. One sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. Dear woman, why are you crying? The angels asked her. Because they have taken away my Lord. She replied, and I don't know where they have put him. Mary is upset. She is grieving the loss of her master. And she's upset because his body is missing. She's not understanding that he is not missing. But he has rose from the grave. And then notice how Jesus is right there watching her weep. She turns around when he calls her by name. And that's something when God can call your name. That he knows your name. That he knows exactly what you're going through. And he's always there to help you even when you don't understand what you're going through. That he can encourage you. He can bring you through. One, one thing about this text that tells us that our God is able to speak life into things that we think are dead. He's able to restore and build up what we feel might be broken. This is what we see in a word from the Lord. Dear woman, why are you crying? Who are you looking for? She thought, he was the gardener in that song. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him and I will go and get him. But yet, Jesus had to help her out. Mary, she turned and cried out, Master, Rabbi, she recognized her teacher. This is another thing that tells us in the same Gospel of John, the 10th chapter, tells us that Jesus is the good shepherd. And the good shepherd has sheep that know his voice. And knowing his voice, he responded like, he said my name like he said. You know how somebody says your name, you know who's calling you? 
who's talking the way they say your name. And said, so the way you said my name, it had to be Master. It, ha- it had to be Jesus. And she turned around and said, look at this. Look and behold and notice the emotion that comes upon us. She grabs him and lets her know that this is not the time. Because we got work to do. I need you to go tell Simon and go tell the others what's going on. Now, here's something specific to grab. Notice as he tells her, go Simon Peter. If y'all remember, Simon was the one that Jesus mentioned that when y'all going to uh, deny me. They all ask who it is. He let Simon know it's going to be you. All won't be me. Won't, won't be me. All right. I'm going to give you a sign when the rooster crows. You're going to remember what I told you. He done denied him once, denied him twice, and cursed about it on the third time, and then the rooster crowed, and he felt guilty and ashamed. So here it is that even not fully understanding that God must rise from the grave, Peter also is being encouraged by Jesus through Mary and Madeline. Let him know that it's going to be all right. Tell him first, recognizing him as a leader, even with his shortcomings, even with his faults, even with him rejecting and not standing up and accepting who Jesus is, we know Peter now to be one of the greatest preachers of this gospel. What I'm trying to encourage you to understand is that no matter what you're dealing with in your life, God can still use you. Mm. Notice how he uses a woman to give testimony of his resurrection. I want to highlight this instance because they didn't really trust the women's word. But yet he says, go tell them what you have seen. And she goes and tell them the message. But here's the other thing, too. Jesus already understands, like, they still don't get it. Because he had, to, he had to go to them himself. But he let them know, tell them, I will see them again. Mm. Anybody here understanding that God wants us to know for ourselves who he is? I can't go by my mama's faith. I can't go by my daddy's faith. I got to go by myself. Notice how we too got to come to our own understanding. No, who are we looking for? Jesus asked her, who are you looking for? My question for you today, do you know who you're looking for? Are you looking for Jesus who is king of kings, lord of lords? resurrected and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Because if you are, then the response will be that you will be submitting to live your life for his glory and for his honor. You won't be living for yourself because Jesus said that if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow after me. He said that in another way when he says that you cannot love me more than you love your mom. You love your daddy. You love your brother, you love your sister, even if you love yourself. You cannot love them more than you love me. Another way he said it says you ought to hate them mm, in comparison how you love me. Basically, it's pointing out that if it came down to choose, who will you choose? Mm. But when we understand to live for God and to live for Jesus, mean I will love my mom. I will love my daddy because the, the scripture tells me to honor my mother and my father. And so if I'm about my father's business, then I'm going to do the things that make mommy and daddy proud. I always had a few more witnesses here. That if I love Jesus, mama and daddy won't be worried too much when I walk outside that door. They know my baby loves Jesus. <laughs> my baby's going to be all right. I always had a few more witnesses here that understand that when we love God, we're going to do what we need to do for his glory. We can be trusted to be obedient to his command. 
And here it is that Mary loved Jesus. And he gave her the command. Verse 17 says, don't cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go find my brothers. And tell them I am ascending to my Father. And your Father. To my God and your God. Mary Madeline found the disciples and told them, I have seen the Lord. Then she gave them his message. Y'all see that? She says, I have seen the Lord. And she gave them the message. Notice, she gives them the message she has received for herself. But she's seen him for herself. They have not yet seen him yet. But she's seen him for herself. And told him what I have seen. Later on, it goes on, verse 19 says, Then Sunday evening the disciples were meeting behind what? Locked doors. Because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you. The resurrection miraculous aspect of hap- uh, events that are happening that the Jews were still looking to squash any uprising of the followers of Jesus. So the disciples were hiding. Notice that when Peter left, and said they went back home. And they went back home. I can imagine the modern time technology that they were just like, you know, that guy locks that door every, from the lock all the way down to the bottom. <laughs> you know, so he just lock, 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 just locking everything up like they ain't going to get us. We're going to hide in here. I don't know where Jesus is, but he's not here, so we're going to stay here. And notice how Jesus shows up in the room. What I want to highlight again that how he was able to transcend through the linen that he could just move and do things a physical body could not do. And his new glorious resurrected by what I'm encouraging is that God can do exceedingly above beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine. What you think might be impossible, you'll find out is possible with God. Peter found it was possible to walk on water when he saw Jesus walk on water. When Peter saw that, he said, Lord, you just say the word. He said, come. He said, I'm getting out this boat, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to walk on this walk. When we understand the power that he, he told them, I'll give you power and authority to rebuke demons and to raise people from the dead. And he gave them power. They went out two by two. And they came back and said, Lord, we did some awesome things. And the power of the authority of our Lord. We know God as our Father. We know God as our Lord, and we know God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last thing I want to highlight to us about this verse in 17, at the total, at the latter part, it says, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Bible study in Sunday school, we oftentimes study that lesson on root. And we said the lesson on Ruth. One thing we highlight about Ruth is it says that your people be my people and your God will be my God. She's pointing out that I'm going to go with you. But one thing about this lesson in Ruth is talking about the kinsman redeemer. How Ruth had to find somebody to redeem her and claim her and take her out of bondage and poverty and bring her into the fold. And then later on we find out that Ruth is in the lineage of King David. And her being in the lineage of King David, she's in the lineage of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But here it is that Jesus pointing out that I'm not looking for a kinsman redeemer. I am your redeemer because of me. You know God the Father, and he says, my God will be your God. My Father will be your Father. 
And that's why I'm getting excited as I'm thinking about that. That's why Paul was talking about that we receive the spirit of adoption that we can call Abba our father. That we're no longer slaves to sin, but we've been washed and bought by the blood of the lamb. That we can cry out, God, have mercy on us. And when we understand that Jesus bore our sin, our penalty, that we were lost without him. But because he came, 42 generations, to die on the cross for our sins, that all who call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. Him being resurrected means that he is restored or rebuilt or erected. Another term they talked about when things were dead, they would say were asleep. And, and that's why Jesus talked about when Lazarus was dead, he said, he's asleep, but I will wake him up. And Paul talks about this, that we all won't sleep, but we all one day will see him and we will all arise together with those who are already asleep, basically those who have died. What it's pointing out basically is that Jesus was asleep, but he woke up. <laughs> Anybody here need to wake up? That we walking around that we're not aware, we're not seeing it and being around everything that's happening that should be happening in our lives. We're not aware the enemy's trying to seek us, to seek devour and destroy us. We need to be sober, we need to be diligent and realize we need to stand in the power of God's mind. To know God is my Father, He is Lord, He is all and all. Jesus tells Mary that, go and tell them that I'm going to my Father and their Father. My God and their God. John 15, 16 tells us that you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appoint you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. See, when we place our faith in Jesus, we have access to the Father. And when we have access to the Father, he'll give us anything we ask in his name. That's why Romans 8.15 says, so you have not received the spirit that makes you a fearless slave. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopts you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. When we see that Jesus is our Lord, that we have been adopted and grafted in with him, the, the text makes us clear that we will, if we want to reign with him, we got to know pain with him. And because we know Jesus, we know the Father. The Hebrews writer says this way, 2.11, so now Jesus and the ones he makes hope have the same father. This is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and his sisters, because we got the same father. Y'all don't hear me? We, we got people in our whole family that claim that we're not siblings. Say, so I don't know you. We're not brothers. We're not sisters. You must have a different daddy than I have, right? We, claim, we just claim people we know to be our relatives. But here it is. Jesus says, I will claim you. You are my brother. You are my sister. We all are children of God. We have received this awesome spirit. And because we are children of God, we can call him Father. That's why we can sing that song, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. When Jesus called out, it says, Father, my Lord, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because, Father, Jesus took on our pain, our separation, so that we won't know. That's why we can quote the song. I was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen your seed forsaken or begging for bread. When we understand that our God will always provide for us, we know that he is my father. Here's the other thing that sometimes we have a problem saying God our father because we have heavenly fathers and then we have our earthly fathers. And our earthly father is not our heavenly father. 
Our earthly father is just like everybody else. We mess up. We are not perfect. We might hurt some people. We might say some things and do some things that's not right. But thank God by the blood of the Lamb that he says that we are, if we can confess our sin, he's faithless as a cleanses of all unrighteousness. You understand that he, he died on the cross and cleanses from all unrighteousness so that we can get right. There's some things that's been broken in our lives that need to be resurrected, that need to be restored. And the only way that it can be restored is by calling on God the Father, saying, Father, have mercy on me. I know I've sinned upon the short of your glory, but please look down upon me and have mercy on me. I may not fully understand what I'm going through, but I understand that, God, you can bring me through. No matter the storms that will raise and the wind will blow, but I understand that, God, if I'm in the storm with you, I can make it through the storm. I was like a few more witnesses here. To understand that it seems dark out here. It seems dead out here. But yet I'm looking to the one who holds life in his hand. We opened up the text and said early Sunday morning, while it was still dark, which means that before the sun got up, Jesus got up. I was at a few more witnesses here to understand that I don't care how dark it is in your life, the sun is still up. I don't care if you don't see any light around you. The sun is still up. I'm not talking about the S-U-N. I'm talking about the S-O-N. The Son of God who has all power in his hand. When he died, he took death and defeated death. That's why we have victory. Oh, glory be to God. I'm done now, children. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to tell somebody, I got the victory. And God, my Father, he has defeated death so that I might have life. As I think about this, y'all y'all know me. I, I, I grew up watching boxing. And, and I, I got to meet Sugar Ray Lynn as a young kid. And Sugar Ray Lynn tried to be like, Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard, he knocked somebody down before the referee account. Because <laughs> he know he got the victory. <laughs> he understand that when they hung him high, they stressed him wide. <laughs> well, you and me, he died. But when he got up, <laughs> we got the victory. <laughs> I, I just need a few more people with me that can just raise their hands up. We got the victory. If you do real good, you might be able to do all these stuff. We got the victory. No matter what you're going through, it can be dark, but the sun is still up. Just raise your hand and say, Lord, we got the victory. I may be like Peter, I may be like Mary, I may not fully understand, but I know we got the victory. The tomb is in. Grave zero, Jesus won. <laughs> and still undefeated. <laughs> Our Lord is resurrected, seated high. And may we call God our Father. If you don't know God as your Father, all you got to do is know Jesus as the Son. Jesus says that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. The whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's why Jesus says that if you know me, then anything you ask in my name, 
the Father will give to you. That's association. That means that, you know, the saying goes, it's not what, who you know. I'm sorry, not what you know, but who you know. When you know the right people, you can get in VIP. When you know the right people, you can get that job. But when you know Jesus, then you know the man that owns a cattle and a thousand ears, the earth and the fullness belongs to him and thereof. That you understand that my God owns everything. And so if you don't know Jesus, I encourage you right now to confess your life and believe in your heart that he died on the cross for your sins. He defeated death and rose from the grave. And he's now seated at the right hand of the Father. If that's you today, we want to pray with you. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for dying on the cross for our sins, defeating the grave and defeating death so that we might know life and the power of your resurrection. Knowing that you can restore, you can rebuild, you can renew, you can refresh everything, oh God. Everything that our life has been dealing with, that's been broken, that has been wrecked, that has been injured, God, bring life into you. Oh, Father, speak life into it right now. Help us, oh God, that we can walk with you, knowing that we may not fully understand everything, but knowing that, God, with you, everything will be all right. Father, I pray there's someone here today that does not know you, Lord, they can confess with their mouth and believe me. And Lord, I pray that if they're looking for a church home, may Zion be that place, and that they can come and be baptized and fellowship with their brothers and sisters of Christ. Lord, if they're looking online and they're looking for a church, I pray with them right now, help them find that church that can baptize them, they can commune with and fellowship with and be disciples. In Jesus Christ, the Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. We extend a hand to disciples. There might be someone here today that said today, Lord, I want to know as my Lord and Savior. We ask those who are able to stand in and just make it easier for someone maybe come through the pews or not. They might be sitting next to you. Amen. If you can rise, amen. There's someone here today we want to welcome you here in this place. Is there someone today? One for the Father. One for the Son. One for the Holy Spirit. Amen. We see now move for the future. God, we just thank you, God, for your movement. We thank you, God, for your salvation. We thank you, Lord, for your power. In Jesus Christ, and Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we can see on the worship, we were prepared to give God his tithes and our offering. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. Mighty God, we ask to bless, Lord, as we desire to give what already belongs to you. Bless those, Lord, that desire to give that yet have not. Mighty God, for you to increase and multiply what is given for the building of your kingdom and for the work of your church. In Jesus Christ, name, Lord, we pray. Amen. As you follow the instructions of the ushers that lead us in this time. Lord, you are good and the mercy endureth forever. 
up, beautiful people? You take a picture of this? This is great. Yeah. Hey, um, are they ready? Are they going to do something? No? Uh, no. No, nah, it's all good. I'll, go, I'll just double check. Double check. All right. God bless you. God bless you. You matching my daughter, too. They got that color on. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. okay. Did they come in? Your kids? Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to go down. They want to be in church. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, we got some church down here. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I said they got to play with the mic. Yeah, we got to actually have a story for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. on, the, on the show. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Hallelujah, 
guests and visit great to see you. Amen. 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 Let us uh, rise and prepare for the benediction and sing the doxology. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, come forward. I forgot you were to say something. I'm sorry. Y'all may be seated. I'm sorry. One more. <laughs> what do you need? Mic- microphone. Thank you. Amen. Test one, two. Oh. Okay. This one, this one, I work. I'm holding on. That one, I work. Test. There you go. There you go. Thank you, sir. Okay. Thank you. Not just today, but every day. Amen. I want to give honors to uh, Dr. Leonard J. Paul Jr., Dr. Randy Alvarez, and Miguel. I'm Brother Robert Wright. From Peter at Park Lodge. We want to thank you for inviting us this morning to your service. It's been a great service. Good time. And we would like to leave a love selfless on the self lodge if you are our own. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Church. My name is Mrs. Kelly. I'm going to be on board for Trader Government 270. I also go to church at Ward Chapel AM. Amen. And my pastor is Reverend Adrian Johnson. I'd like to say this time to uh, welcome to your pastor. And I would also like to welcome to your youth department. Amen. Amen. I have a very good time here. I used to sit in this church and child. Um, the really long. You know, feel welcome mm. to come here on Sunday evening. March down this aisle at Board Chapel and Jeff Choir and Peter Brother on the Hawk side. So come back to this church and special uh, again I want to thank you all for this and thank you for sharing everything. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much. Good morning, Church. Good morning. On behalf of our granddaughter. Church and your pastor. I want to give God good all the time. Amen. 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 Am
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 Now we may rise. Amen. For the benediction and our doxology. Oh!